0: is a little bit different because it's all about Second Spring which is my new book which is already revolutionising how we think about perimenopause, menopause and ageing. Except that it's not only about the book because through the gaps you're going to see friendship, co- collaboration, uh, connection, and all the learning that Leora Leboff and I have done together over the last eight years. There is absolutely no one else I would have picked to do this interview because without her I couldn't even have got started on the writing. Our work together has entwined with our personal process, has generated our thinking processes, our therapeutic practice and that's all come together to create Second Spring. And what's more, she's been there by my side cheering me on through this whole process, through all the highs and the lows. And in many ways, the book is as much hers as it is mine. So welcome to Life and Inside Job, where today's host is Leora Leboff writer, menstrual and menopause mentor and womb massage practitioner who's talking to me. I'm the guest. (laughs) I, Kate Codrington, am the guest, and we're going to be talking about Second Spring, The Guide to Self-Care for Menopause, which is my new book. Um, And this is truly the inside job view on Second Spring. There are confessions truths really poignant moments there's tenderness and in the end I blub (laughs) I cry in the end
1: this isn't good for a podcast because we're just grinning at each other (laughs) I think that's a good that's a good beginning that's a good beginning so Kate Kate Codrington.
0: Yes, Leora Leibov.
1: I would love to hear what your new book, baby, mm. Second Spring, is all about.
0: Mm. Well, thank you, of course, for asking that lovely <laughs> question, Leora. <laughs> because I told you to ask him, <laughs> ask me that. So it's very kind of you to play, play the game. And it, it's really like an artist's way for menopause. Yeah.
1: So it's packed
0: with um, tips and practices and reflections to help you move through perimenopause and menopause and arrive in a, hopefully in a vibrant or a more vibrant post-menopause or that's what I call, what we call Second Spring. And it has um, a map of the psychological phases, and it comes with this awesome toolkit of practices and audio
1: along with it. Um, Busting. Can I say busting? (laughs) Busting. Bursting. (laughs) Overflowing with gorgeous, gorgeous practices and and then audio to support it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. It's it's kind of a, you know, a suitcase, a portmanteau to keep you going through the process. But the thing is that it's, it's in one of its USPs, it's in really short bites, (laughs) little bite sized pieces. So um, some, some of them are just like a little page long, like less than a page long, so you can flip from bit to bit, perfect for foggy brains.
1: Perfect for the perimenopausal brain if you get fearful that there is an entire book out there. Yeah, a whole page covering perimenopause. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't read. I can't spend any time reading. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it, it's little little bite-sized portions. Mm. Mm. So how did how did this all evolve? Mm, well, why, did, why did why and how did you write the book?
0: Well, working together with you and working with my one-to-one clients, I, well, we saw so many people suffering, like really yes. suffering.
1: In yeah.
0: And there were layers of that. So they were in pain because of symptoms and um, emotional stuff, but then doubly so because they've, because people were feeling that they got it wrong and that they failed, you know, that they should be doing yes. better. Uh they should be pulling themselves together, that kind of thing. Um and also a lot of shame around aging and shame about vulnerability. Yeah. Hello, Brunei.
1: We love you, Brené. We love
0: you, Brunei. And I wanted to share the seasonal view that we use so that they could find trust in the process. Mm. Or strands of trust, or you know, it's like when you're walking through the woods and you find the ghost of a path. Mm. Like, oh, thank God, I'm not lost. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at the very least, that people could find the ghost of a path to find their way just more easily with more kindness.
1: So, so go on, tell us, tell us about the the seasonal mm. the the seasonal picture that you are. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: it's really the seasonal thing. is really a very easy self-care. It's self-care made easy. It's like the key. Um, and once you understand it, you can understand the self-care that's required for each phase of menopause. And it's just like the annual seasons in spring and summer. We want to go outside and explore the world more. And then in autumn and winter, we want to come back home. Mm -hmm. So that if, perimenopause and menopause are autumn and winter with this structure, then we want to come home to ourselves more. We want to come become more introspective, more reflective, maybe, and quieter, everything needs to quiet and down. <clears throat> and of course, the world expects us to get busier. And this is where the biggest conflict is between our innate needs. Ask any perimenopausal woman and she'll say, and you ask her, what do you want? And, and they'll say, I want to rest. I want to yeah. be quiet. I want to be by myself more. Yeah. And the world keeps pulling her out. And what I observe is this is where the biggest conflict and the big, one of the biggest difficulties is. And if we understand and sink into this seasonal perspective, we can just avoid unhappiness. <laughs>
1: A bit more on happiness. Um, I always look at it. I look at it as it keeps you on, just about keeps you on the right side of sanity. Just, just, Just. Mm. Mm. yeah. And and it's as you say, it's the simplicity of it. There's not. You just say, just look out the window, or look at the photo you took in whatever and it's there mm. beautifully simple so i'm really excited that you are bringing I feel like a little drum roll to begin there can you can you drum roll can you drum roll i'm rolling louder 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 <laughs> okay okay you're bringing the menstruality medicine circles out into the world mm-hmm. they are escaping from the menstruality bubble mm. and that's exciting well that's just nothing but exciting so mm. um if if anyone listening hasn't heard of a menstruality medicine circle a medicine circle a circle however we refer to them shine a light shine a light on it please kate
0: yeah i have been you know a therapist type person for for nearly 30 years actually it'd be 30 years this year i thought it was 30 years last year but gender i couldn't count <laughs> anyways this year
1: even in Second um, seconds
0: <laughs> and i in my experience this is the most Powerful practice that I have come across.
1: Mm. And why, why, why? why? Well, are, why.
0: I'll, I'll explain it simply first. It's a guided practice where you can easily access your intuition. It makes it easy to access knowing and intuition and yeah. understand your needs and how the seasons are playing out in your life and what's getting in your way.
1: But there's magic. So. Without, without, without the woo-woo, woo-woo-ness. Yeah. Because that's actually what's really cool about what you've written is that you you cover everyone's interest. <laughs> you know, all the strands of interest uh, are there. Whether it's scientific, whether it's looking at the energetic work, whether it's looking at just common sense ways of approaching menopause and a heap load of kindness um yeah what what is it what is that um woo magic about the, the medicine circles
0: well i think one of the things that is my role my, my little piece of menopause stuff is reassurance actually mm-hmm. in answer to your question so that's why I brought in the different bits because different, different people are reassured by different things. Yeah. So some people, so to bring it all together so that hopefully we can see the relationships between the different parts and the different parts can speak eloquently at different times as we go through it. And I think the, to, the magic of the medicine circles, lies in the fact that they're very safely held spaces so we we probably have an idea about what that means but for somebody who doesn't know what that is it's a place where it's set up so that you know that you're not going to be judged you know that you can't get it wrong you know that when your mind goes blank and you get distracted that's information too yeah there's this it's a, a session where there's a lot of, no, there's a session where there's the right amount of quiet. So there's enough quiet for you to get in touch with yourself, with your body. It's a somatic experience, which means that yeah. it re- very often relates to the body so that the body can speak. Yeah. By which I mean that we can stay with parts of ourselves That are that we find a bit more uncomfortable and a bit harder to stay with. So the bits of ourselves that are we'd rather we rather wish were not there and we talk a bit, you know, we get a bit bit of an adult bossy voice. No, 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 you quiet at the back. (laughs) Let's carry on. But I need you, no quiet, stop whining. That's me. That's my inner life. (laughs) Right there. Boom. (laughs) Shut up. Pay attention! But it's, also, it's my mother. There we go. Oh, dear.
1: You've done it all. It's all Look, right, we're, not, right. we're not even ten minutes in and you've done it all.
0: <laughs> right. and that's all we've
1: got time for. Um, you just need to talk about a medicine circle and it takes and that's, you there.
0: But that's the, I think it's a good illustration because it's that small, quiet child voice. Yeah, that when we give them her space to speak, will tell us what we need. You no. Know? Mm. So, in a way, as as a practitioner, our responsibility is to kind of stand up for the small voices, to stand up for the vulnerability. Don't you think?
1: Mm. Oh, absolutely! And the quietness, and the and the the blankness, and the disassociation, and the yep. all of all of everything that mm. that can show its its face. Mm. In Watson Circle, so really, it's that because um, you we go into a, a, a liminal space, don't we? And we talk about that in the book. So, say more about being in a liminal space.
0: Oh, you've got your <laughs> questions,
1: go.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so liminal. Um, Twilight is liminal.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Dawn is liminal. And a liminal space, as I understand it, describes a place which is slightly between. So you're not terribly sure what is and what is not. Mm. Um, And it's a place that allows the subconscious to arise. Yeah. And allows intuition to emerge. And that might, you know, we all do that differently. So that might be in terms of um, remembering an animal or remembering a, f- a phrase that somebody said or a feeling an emotion or a sensation in the body or something like that. And it just, it's very, yeah, it's hard to define. And I think that, well, I know, I know who we should are. We, we, we both know somebody who's writing a PhD on liminality. And I want to read that thing, because then I'll know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's very unpopular in our general mainstream culture, because, because it doesn't look like anything is happening, and very small things happen. You know, there's, there's sometimes very tiny things happen and by paying Mm -hmm. attention to very, very small, things become very clear. So again, it's about, it's it's about the small voice, the small signs, small ways of being.
1: And there's the magic. Yeah.
0: Mm. So I, I use, uh, I use medicine circles to guide my way through life. And after, you know, you, you you start with a question or an intention and, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty arrogant. I think I pretty much know my stuff. I pretty much know my shit, you know, I'm endlessly egoic, you know, you're kind enough to put up with me banging on for ages. And every time I have a medicine circle, I come out and I go,
1: oh, wow. Mm. Mm.
0: I did yeah. not understand it
1: yeah.
0: I did not understand it at all mm. and this, this, this practice was created by um, Alexandra Pope and Sharni Hugo-Werlitzer um, along with and they created it with many other um, Red School mentors yeah. over the years and from their everybody's experience of practicing it's developed over time and I am um, very lucky that um, Alexandra and Shani allowed me to put it in the book, because they had to let go of their baby as well. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that is
1: the yeah thing. huge gratitude to them. Absolutely,
0: and is I also want to say like that? that it's um the the medicine circle as it appears in the book arose pretty much out of the work that you and I have done together.
1: We've it's done just, a few because we, we we took it
0: a few
1: yeah we, we've done a few <laughs> more than counting on one hand uh yeah i mean we we one, two, three, took many. we took it we took it into groups and that was um where it's a different experience but still accessing so so much information so much unexpected information
0: because we, we we have people moving around the room well back in sort of pre yeah. pre-pandemic days we had people moving what,
1: in person room. yeah Wow.
0: I, I remember looking looking at people standing on the edge of separation maybe we should say something about that a bit later well
1: we? yeah I've got I've, no, I've got I've got remember, a question i remember them question standing
0: case. there like a row like a row of of swallows waiting to fly <laughs> like swallows or swifts on the on the tele on the on the telephone line and i thought oh we could ask them to move mm. and i was mm. like oh my god mm. it's a somatic mm. movement practice as well yeah god that was a good moment yeah. i was like
1: well, there's been lots of very juicy moments in those um, yeah. in those group sessions, but yes, really good time to just give a give an explanation of mm. of these phases of menopause as well, because obviously they were they were born born out of out of red school, mm. and then changed well, so. about it
0: by our by our working with with people, but also with our own experience, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Definitely,
0: with our own experience. of animals. So if if um, if you're coming into autumn at some point, autumn meaning in your 40s, I suppose, somewhere around there. At some point, you're going to come come to a place when you go. Oh, no, just no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 and usually more sweary and more much more forceful and more. Loud and a hell of a lot more messy.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's separation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's the Next it's question, the <laughs> best question. <laughs> but isn't it the best question to ask? Is um when did you first hear no? And <laughs> yeah. that's it. So nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that you know that can be a no to the circumstances in your life. It can be your body saying no. That was what it was mm-hmm. for me. I can't yeah. stop, stop sleeping. Basically. Um, it can be, you know, people suffer whatever symptom or manifestation they're, they're experiencing at the time, and it, but the the unifying factor is that there's a big no.
1: So after separation, there is. Mm.
0: So separation, we 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 see as the first phase, and that, and that's that's when you when you. If you're talking to your friends, you'll say, "Oh yeah, this is hello Mm -hmm. (laughs) peripenopause. and you'll you'll if you're (laughs) when you're exchanging information about what's going on in your life, you'll hear many similar experiences of no's in different different forms. And then, and yeah, it is messy. And you'll
1: still and you'll likely still be be bleeding. You'll still have your Yeah, you'll still be having a, a
0: period at that point. And your periods may be the same, they may be different, they may be shorter, they may be longer. Um, There is every variation in um, manifestation of what what your cycle is up to. (laughs) But in general, your life, you will experience your life as being more autumnal.
1: Yes. I have a, I, 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 re- I have a question. I really want to ask you about this. So, yeah, talk, talk us through the other phases. Okay, uh, come and back to that. Back, yeah, okay.
0: Um, so the the next phase is uh, surrender, and this phase where you still have all the discomfort, but you are a little bit more settled with it. You have a different relationship with it. It's like the difference between. Um, I don't know why this has come to me, but pushing, you know. Pushing away the food, pushing away the weird looking food, going, I'm not eating this stuff. It's disgusting. Oh, oh, it looks revolting and I'm not having it and you know, pushing it across the table. So it smashed the plate smashes against the wall <laughs> and the difference between taking a little bit on your fork and going, mm, well, it seems a bit bitter and that reminds me of that. And, oh. Well, I wonder if I chewed it a bit hot. Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm. It, it, what comes <laughs> in is a quality of curiosity, I think,
1: yeah.
0: about your situation. And that would be about what is making you hot or angry or depressed or anxious about what might have happened in your past or in your mother or grandmother or great-great-grandmother's past that might be relating to this thing. Or it might just be that you have to stop drinking coffee. That? so there's a sort of curiosity this kind of engagement with what is instead of a rejection with what is i think that's yeah. it. and also, it's also really important to mention that these the, you will flip it on out of these two things all the time you mm-hmm. know it's not this is not a nice regularly regulated clock face of i'm in separation and now i'm in surrender you know it comes what you mean goes.
1: you mean it's not linear
0: it's not it's not linear it's, not linear. it's, it's cyclical <laughs> babes it's in- Is it cyclical? Yeah, it goes round and and round and round and round and round. And you will recognise these phases from your life. This is not something new that happens. This is something that is going to be very familiar to you. It's going to be the same sorts of patterns that you get in your premenstrum and in your period, and when you are feeling vulnerable and Mm, uncomfortable, or when you are bereaved, or when you lose your job. You know, so, but this is going to be, this is going to be, no, this can be more intense and over a longer period. Yes, yeah.
1: uh, yes, I I think we can quite, quite happily say, not happily, no, we can quite, we can say that.
0: Yeah, it goes over a longer period. Yeah. And then the what happens next is that, and then again, this isn't necessarily one-off sequential, but you'll start to feel like, or maybe I could go outside again. You can imagine a place where you want to where you would want might want to engage with the world again. Mm. Where you might want to do stuff, where things start looking interesting. And it, it's a place of kind of really a place of receiving. And that means receiving information, uh, intuition or receiving thing emails, you know, receiving in, information from outside. Yeah. But um not running out into the world and going nuts yet. So Because because
1: out. and say why well say why it's really important not to run out into the world.
0: Because you fall on your face and hurt your nose. Yes, you do. You your nose <laughs> Ow Because <laughs> you're not cooked yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just sink in the middle, yeah. like a like an undercooked Yorkshire pudding.
0: I think also that the, the major requirement, I think, is to increase the amount of rest yeah. in your life, whatever that means to you. That doesn't necessarily mean lying down, but whatever whatever rest is like for you, the requirement of perimenopause and menopause is that you do more of that, and. I get, I get my, my Hillary Lewin pointy finger out. Oh, here's Hillary's finger,
1: shout out to
0: Hillary Lewin. (laughs) If you are pushing yourself through your thirties and you shove yourself through your forties and you push yourself beyond what you think you can do. And then if you choose to push yourself through your menopause, how much energy do you think you will have left in your sixties, seventies and eighties?
1: Yeah yeah and you know what with with hillary's finger i'm just gonna wrap some loving arms around that because it that's that's what's so very real yeah and happening on a daily basis as
0: we age we have less energy yeah we become yeah. more frail our bodies become more vulnerable <laughs>
1: it's like, so so my it's so my shout out my yeah. shout out for yeah. you and the book kate is that it is, as well as brimming with lots of <laughs> practical ways of of um, helping the process of menopause, that it's just full of permission. I hope so. Permission to give ourselves permission. It's like a very very long out breath, oh. and it's just permission to I'm not getting it wrong. But yeah, okay. I hear it. I do need to rest, mm. and what that might like. So tell me, tell me, tell me what. What's your question? Um, you had a question. Like, no, I do, but I, I'll come back. I'll come back to that okay. because we're we we're, 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 we're talking about rest. So, okay. I would. Y- you have given a lot of yourself in the book, um, which Oops. I'm really grateful <laughs> for. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. Yeah, you've done it. <laughs> Um but that but hearing what, what has not worked for you, what has worked for you, and rest is so central to it. What what is it that feeds you the most of your practice of, of real rest? Not tick box rest, because we can tick box rest, can't we? But what yeah, it's really uh, yeah, feeds I you? I,
0: think, I think that's a really Tick box rest is a really interesting thing where we we become, some of us, I'm putting my hand up for this one, become sort of uh, self care maniacs, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. right, it's 9 30, so I must breathe. In, out, in, out, right. Now I must do <laughs> my yoga. Oh, 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 and I must break my channel. You know, yeah. it can become just as prescriptive, it can become just as. Tokenistic, mm-hmm. just as kind of um, exhausting mm. as, I don't know, whatever, hoovering, <laughs> kind of, I don't
1: know. Sorry, making, I've making, just gone to sleep. <laughs> making a million <laughs> yes. pounds
0: or whatever, whatever ordinary people do, I don't know. <laughs> it can so be really on. exhausting. And that includes, you know, my favourite thing is Nidra. Yeah. And and we can also do nidra in a tick box way, mm. whereas quick, I must lie down. I must lie down and relax. Um, perhaps I'll just say a bit about what yoga nidra is, in case people don't know. Mm. It's 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 kind of a guided meditation which takes you into a liminal space, as mm-hmm. we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, and it's very easy. It's like meditation for non meditators, which is why <laughs> I like it, because you don't have to do anything you can fall asleep yeah and permission <clears throat> The the words of the nidra still come through so yeah. what i really like to do is to let and it, it oh, oh, your questions are so good liora you should you should have a podcast i should have a podcast <laughs> i never thought of this before but what what it does is the nidras allow an, they help me get out of my own way to allow the goodness in.
1: Mm. I'm slightly
0: curious, oh, know? yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm a sort of awkward old thingamajig, and I'm always getting in my own way.
1: Wow! And you've studied, and just to, just to say that you have studied and trained mm-hmm. in facilitating yoga nidra, so you will have, yep. slept through a lot. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> in a liminal space
0: Hi, <laughs> yes I trained with Uma Dinsmultuli yeah. and Nalipta Dinsmultuli at uh yoga nidra network and uh yeah I love it. I bloody love it
1: yeah okay that that's yeah it's got got me right there you can't see it but got me right there mm. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to come back to the to the uh the separation question simply because I there's there's a lot there's a lot to quote, but I'm gonna quote you. Quote you Oh uh, uh, god,
0: don't do that, Laura. I'm gonna take my off you
1: give me a
0: hot flush. <laughs> I'm flapping my arms, people. Oh my god. <laughs> don't quote me. What have I said
1: now? <laughs> oh God, what have you said now? There's so many words. <laughs> I think because there was a lot that actually made me laugh out loud. Good! Well then, that's <laughs> good! That's was... good! Oh no, I like that. But, I, but yeah, well, I
0: knew when I was writing and I made myself laugh and that was a good thing. That was my favourite bits of the writing process.
1: Which, yeah. okay. Well we're gonna take we're gonna take you back to, to separation and the decluttering that comes with separation. And I I just love I just love this sentence. That <laughs> Well, it made me laugh. It made me go, oh, fuck. Because it <laughs> it's happened and it's happening, you and know, and, and feel a bit emotional. Have you just fallen down?
0: No, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs>
1: cold, so I'm picking up the dress. <laughs> so you've described separation as the call to Marie Kondo your life except that life decluttering is much, much trickier than reorganising your knicker draw. Mm. So obviously, in my hugely childish way, I had a good guffaw at what my knicker draw might look like if I tried to declutter it. And <laughs> I'm just seeing knickers flying all over the place with showing um, joy to the ones I'm keeping. The knicker storm. <laughs> the knicker storm. <laughs> but, yeah, think, thinking about how we were going to chat today, I, I did wonder what your hardest lesson learned from separation was. Ugh. Also, what your most useful lesson was. I think the
0: hardest lesson was how much I grip, like white knuckle grip onto roles and identity Mm -hmm. that even when i think i've let something go um, you know it's it's kind of it's kind of like really early that's like potty training is like two three year old things i learned at two and three you know kind of um wait your turn be nice this is how you get love you know those things that you learn, that I learned, that we all learn in our um, family of origin, those get challenged.
1: In separation, because we... And so it's
0: deep, it's so deep. So we, you know, it's not like, oh, I can let go of that role. Yeah, la la I'm moving on. It's, it's like unpicking how we have constructed our our characters, our natures, mm. and that is so,
1: excruciating. So even more so than looking looking at the menstrual years, then because yeah. a lot of what we do is looking from menopause to mm. menopause. But what I'm hearing is your experience of it took you back to yeah.
0: I think so. How do you? How do you, to how, how can I be a human?
1: Mm. That
0: stuff. Mm. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: But of course, we (coughs) want to carry on as we are because, you know, it's kind of worked well enough. And if I let go of that, then it's all going to go shit. So (laughs) I really have to hold on. And we don't want to let go. Mm -hmm. But menopause is an insistent (coughs) and often cruel teacher. Who kicks our ass?
1: Yeah, serious ass kicking.
0: Serious ass kicking.
1: So, from separation, what's been most useful
0: from that separation time?
1: I, I think um, that's the same thing. Okay,
0: it's, it's understanding. Yeah. It's understanding how tightly I hold on. To mm-hmm. goals and things, um, and I, you know, it's it's no, it is by no means that you know that's a life that's a life thing for me. the Stuff that came up, and you know, it's not all solved in that little, well, in that in that separation time in that five year period. It's still stuff that I'm looking at. It's still stuff that emerges, but it has a softer quality. I can be soft with it now, instead of it being like really pushed. <laughs>
1: pushed into my face Arr, deal with this <laughs> now which for anyone who may recognize is mm. it, it's the const that's the constancy of it mm. yeah, yeah. all
0: the
1: time meet this meet this meet this meet this <sighs> mm. yeah. no wonder we have to rest
0: yeah it's hard work
1: and because rest is a theme throughout the book um my heart every now and well my heart constantly actually kept going to the place of how of how rest is a real privilege yeah and even just even just thinking about people that i know or people that i see in certain professions and people needing to work two three jobs at a time yeah. how how can how can rest still be reachable to what feels like i mean we could all put our hands up and say we're time poor mm-hmm. Um, but to those that are genuinely time poor, how, how is rest reachable? Mm,
0: thank you for asking that because, you know, I, I think otherwise we're in danger of, you know, only talking about money and privilege, <laughs> white privilege, yeah. social privilege, and yeah. I really want to, um, kind of emphasize that whatever our degree of privilege these needs are still there so you are still going to feel this enormous desire for rest. so how are you going to do that you know if you get up at 6am to clean someone's office before going off to do to do something something else and i what i observe is that it's in the detail it's in the detail of Pace, of pacing, of moving more slowly, it's in the detail of mindful, whatever mindful moments you can take for yourself. Yeah. And it's, it becomes like an act of resistance, an act of resistance against the system that is exploiting you, mm. you to take back a moment, a breath
1: yeah So this is not suggesting you give up work this isn't suggesting so to 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 anyone that this just isn't um to yeah it's a, just to name it to uh, a white cis um middle class person mm. self-employed even because there's you know in our community there's going to be lots and lots and lots of self-employed people mm. so,
0: and lots of people on zero-hour contracts as well. So yeah, I, I think I think the other act of resistance that that is available is one of creating softness around yourself. Yeah. So you and I talk a lot about kindness. Or what? What is that? It's. um It could be things like forgiving yourself. It could be things like. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Creating softness around the shame that's carried, mm-hmm. yeah. Around creating whatever boundaries you can manage around the judgments that you feel from within yourself and from outside. And this is not a small thing. You
1: know? No, this is, they're not just words.
0: This is this is something that where we can develop and grow this practice of creating softness and forgiveness and compassion within ourselves changes lives. And it's an act of resistance against the system.
1: It is radical. Hmm. It is, it is radical in its own way. Um,
0: Check out the nap ministry on, um, Instagram, who's who it's express it much better than I do. Hmm.
1: You'll put this below the podcast, won't you? <laughs>
0: I'll write it down, Laura. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and I, I think I, I I want to. um congratulate you on how much care and time and effort that um and care uh, and care repeat care in really making the book some something that is real and respectful and honest and inclusive um and as I said before giving permission to give ourselves permission uh, and yeah, really fucking funny <laughs> oh
0: good oh good is it oh I'm so glad <laughs> oh good yeah
1: and it just back you know thinking about the honesty because i I remember in a workshop that we did when we were when we were taking the participants around the uh life seasons and we both froze when we started heading from life spring into what comes afterwards so i really want to thank you and it was it was just such a relief to read that you did talk that you have in the book talked about life summer life autumn life winter Mm. and the reality of the entire life cycle
0: well that's what i want to write about next
1: yeah cool okay how to die how to die
0: Breaking another taboo. Is it <laughs> <laughs> it's all personal research,
1: <laughs> but breaking another taboo, and how you know that I, I have, I guess I have a question. How I mean, when I read something as honest as that, and as um breaking a taboo, and lacking in fear, um so there's there is something really. um and I would say unique, actually, from having the pleasure and privilege of, of read, <laughs> reading the book um, of how of how you have met the taboo, and just
0: what taboo is
1: that. But talking about death, talking oh, about right. the full lifestyle. Oh right, the full lifestyle. Yeah, it, it goes into yeah. Yeah,
0: confronting death in the book, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. But
1: naming, but naming second because your 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 book is called second spring and I was oh so, and then the fear of aging <laughs> what happens after that there is summer winter and um, summer autumn and winter so um to be naming that so uh delicate delicately but respectfully mm. but naming it mm. and that's um I, I it, it set a tone it set a real tone to how honest um the whole the whole book is so that's a big deal okay. <laughs> that, that is a bit that's a big deal and what is it what what did this pouring onto the page feel like for you <sighs> yep
0: is that your final question might be (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Mm, it was like everything under the sun everything under the sun every kind of despair misery grinding keeping going the good bits were when i just (laughs) I used to get, so I write in the morning, I have like this three hour window when my my brain doesn't, when my brain can access it. And so sometimes I would pretend to be Balzac, so I drink, I drink, like I'm going to be Balzac! I drink like a litre of coffee with my fingers flying on the keys. And when that worked and I made myself laugh, that was like probably, I think almost certainly better than an orgasm.
1: I was going to say, that sounds That is like
0: the <laughs> best thing. When you write something, it's flowing and you yeah. make yourself laugh and you go, or laugh, or like, wow, mm. who wrote that? I mean, that never happened to me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm imagine. But for me, it's the it's The, it's the coffee,
1: myself, the coffee wrote it. <laughs> the
0: coffee wrote it, <laughs> making myself laugh. But yeah, God, yeah, every, every um, judgment of... All my critics were fully involved and engaged in the process, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, they made a good team. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell them. (laughs) A coffee-fueled team. (laughs) Okay, so we do need to wind up for your inner life timing. But I've got to ask you the question that you ask everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> what's your tippity tip top tip for a delicious inner menopause then go mm, okay. to life a delicious inner menopause
0: okay I think it I think it is to find to find and give permission to rest in your own way whatever mm. that looks like yeah And that, and to be open as to what that might be like. So remember we were talking back about the kind of maniac self care thing. Mm. So maybe your rest might be to, um, leave the washing up to Mm. develop a tolerance for more dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I would recommend that anyway. Um, or to, let go a little bit of your perfectionism.
1: Breathe yeah. you in with that one.
0: Yeah, that's not something I suffer from. I'm more slapdash myself. <laughs> but, um, so it to think about that in the widest possible times. And I mm. think that, okay, I'm going to get another one in because
1: I'm, I'm, I'm one too. Yeah, it's your podcast huh, isn't it
0: <laughs> i can do what i like it's my party It's to um it's that softness actually because the rest allows us the rest is a means to softening a means to that compassion a means to that kind of resistance to the harshness that we give ourselves and the outside world gives us to create that when I mean, we often talk in our uh in our groups about wrapping wrapping people in softness. I was thinking I need to find a better way of expressing this because I just say it again and again and again. But it it, it it's something about creating a soft boundary so that we can yeah. hold ourselves softly. And I think rest is a means to that end.
1: Thank you, Kate. Oh, thank you, Laura.
0: Well, yeah. And thank you for all your, um, for your constant support, and your constant cheerleading and your constant presence and massive contribution to this enterprise, because I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, God, I'm gonna cry. No. <laughs> I really couldn't have done. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's I I do feel like it's kind of our book. Really.
1: But you can do all the hard work of
0: well, there was a crack in the into
1: the space-time continuum and it sneaked through <laughs> in my name, but, yeah. I'm, I'm way too perimenopause for, for all that stuff. So, <laughs> no, you know, we got something special going on. Yeah, we do. Yeah.
0: You can find our very dear leora, at auramama.co.uk, that's dot uk, or you can find her on Instagram at leoraleboff, so that's leora, L-E-O-R-A, L-E-B-O-F-F, on Instagram. And Second Spring, The Self-Care Guide to Menopause, is available from your favourite bookseller. I've never really done a proper series for this podcast. You know, most sensible people do 10 episodes and then take a break and that kind of thing. Um, one of the rules that I set up for myself when I started was that I'd only do it for fun. <laughs> and, if it, and that it would I would follow its own energy, you know. And so um, Life and Inside Job is going to have a little rest for a little while. It's, she's going to put her feet up and read trashy novels on the beach. But I need your help. Meanwhile, who do you think I should interview? Who would you like to hear from? Do you have friends or practitioners or teachers or guides or mates who are just brilliant and interesting and uh, would be a good fit? Tell me about them, introduce us. I'd love to hear who you want to hear from or if you don't know them personally, then who who do you think I should ask? I really wanna do Um, more conversations that are juicy and spontaneous and and curious it's the curious the curiosity that i think that comes through that makes makes these conversations just shine so let me know or what topic what topic do you want to know about you know please let me know drop me a line on instagram where i'm Kate underscore codrington and let me know what I should do next. What do you want in your ears? But until then, rest well.